All right, all right. I haven't muted you yet, so you can all say good morning so we can hear you. Good morning, everybody. Woo! Good, good morning. morning. Hey, morning. there we go. This, look at this, Arliss. We've got a big group for you today, so they just keep calling it. So we hear that oh bell. Oh, my God, there's no pressure, and you're taping it for posterity's sake and everything. Yeah, and it goes up <laughs> on my podcast link for life. Don't, I mean, oh, my God. Don't worry about that. No big deal. Oh, yeah, let's see <laughs> how, let's, you know, everyone knows how I put my foot in my mouth and chomp on it, so it's okay. That's okay. It's, just it's part, of, it's part, of, it's part of loving me, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right, hold on one second, folks, one second. Okay, I've muted you all. So, Arliss, you have to hit star six on your phone so we can hear you. Unmute yourself, please. And let me know when you've done that. So, there you go. Did that do it? That did it. You're good. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, on this October 5th, or as I call it, Rocktober, you know, I've been gone for a week now, too. So, I'm rested, relaxed, and ready to rock and roll. It felt good since, um, you know, I haven't been gone the whole year. You know, I was thinking about that when I was flying. I haven't been on a flight since March. That's the first time in, I think I've calculated 12 years that it's been that long that I haven't been on a flight with my job, even when I was with Mike Ferry. But anyway, it was great. And uh, we're in the third quarter, folks. I mean, the fourth quarter, that's what I mean now. We're in the fourth quarter. So it's very important. Right, so let's, let me do an intro here from the St. Rose office. Okay, Arliss Spiker, the manager, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. We can't hear you, but I can feel you clapping. So, Arliss, I mean, you know, remember, we have people from Nevada who a lot of them know you, but California and Arizona, they do not. So, please, give us a little explanation. Like, I know we imported you from a whole different world, didn't we, to bring you here? Uh, we <laughs> we, we did. You, you guys you brought from. me in from a, a state that had trees and grass, water, but it also had snow and ice, so I came from the beautiful green state of Oklahoma. Uh, so, uh, I lovingly tell people uh, it's where we, we love our God and our guns, and we're not afraid to use either one of them in an argument. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I don't so, think they're afraid to use them anywhere anymore, too, now. Well, sadly, uh, that's true. We, uh, yeah. we use them a little differently in Oklahoma. They like to kill things in Oklahoma to, like, eat. Uh, right, like hunting. Not, not not my cup of tea. I don't I don't have a gun, but uh, a lot of people I know do. So, by the way, Arliss, I have to tell you, I am looking at a row of trees outside, pines, maples. I mean, all stuff out here. So we do have trees here. Now we have to bring them in, but we do have trees. <laughs> yes. So but you know, this time this time of the year with the leaves changing and everything, I truly this is the time of year I miss the most. Uh, from home because you just don't get that. We have a little color out here from place yeah. in little pockets, but nothing like we had in Oklahoma. So I, this is the time I get nostalgic and get homesick, unfortunately. And I'm not flying yet. I'm not brave enough to do that yet. So it'll be a few yeah. more months before I go home. It was an experience, anyway. but it was definitely, it's definitely the new normal. But um, yeah, being from New England, I know exactly what you're talking about, the color <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But tell them a little about how long you've been doing this and all that good stuff. Well, um, you really want me to age myself now. Uh, I got hey, my I've been real doing estate it for 35 license. years, and I'm not old. <laughs> well, you had hair when you started, and uh, I right. had no wrinkles, just so you know. 
Uh, I started in 1994. I got my license in September of 1994. Mm -hmm. um, listed and sold real estate for a number of years. Um, in 2000, I got my real estate license. Oh, my, not my real estate license, my broker's license. Mm -hmm. so that I could open up a real estate school for the company that I worked for. Uh, sold real estate, ran a real estate school for a number of years, got recruited over to uh, a prudential company in 2004 to become their director of education. So I set up uh, all of their education program, which included an, a new agent training program that was quite unique for the area. Most of the brokers didn't have in-house training, and uh, we created created an entire education program and training program for new licensees. Mm -hmm. And did that for four years, uh, was downsized out of the company, found myself in uh, the spring of 2004 for the first time in my adult life, going home one day with no plan for the following day, which was a very scary thing. Uh, as we talk about things that people should do in their business, having a plan is one of them. And I didn't have a plan. That was uh, very scary. Uh, went to work for a little boutique company and was an office broker and uh, spent three years of hell working for a man who was very angry, uh, running an office, loved his people, loved his company, loved my job, hated the man. <laughs> so I've had I've had kind of a sorted career, Rick. Yes. Um, well, that's what was, makes you a great manager because you know all that uh, versatility and variety make you uh, a great manager. So that's great. Well, and you know I was very very fortunate when I when Shell let me go. I literally was not without a job, but just a few days because I I, I was fortunate that people recognized my my skills and I had several job offers. So. Why I managed to select the one I selected, I have no idea, but I think God has a plan for us. And because of being there, I ended up uh, at some point in the future at Coldwell Banker with Sam Rader running one of the largest real estate uh, branches in um, the region. And somehow or another, a headhunter found me on LinkedIn and called me out of the blue and um, convinced me that it was the right time in my life to make a change, and he got me out here to talk to Mark one afternoon, and the rest is history. I got out here on April 4th of 2016 to um, take on the challenge of uh, the St. Rose office, and it's been a phenomenal experience so far. So that's kind of yeah, my story. That's how I got here. Um, Kind of, it's kind of our flagship office too. We, where, where did we finish last year? I mean, that was the last thing we got um, to do. Really, was go to the event. We were, and it was. We were number two in units. We've consistently yep. been number two in units. I'm praying we get to stay that way this year. It's going to be a little iffy because of what's happened here in Nevada, but we'll see. Yep. Um, last year we moved up from number uh, seven in uh, GCI to number five, so we actually made the top five for the nation in GCI out of this office. So that and was a, top, a pretty cool experience with that. Yeah, top five in GCI and number two in transaction numbers. So that's that's incredible for the St. Rose office. So that's good stuff. Now, when you moved from Oklahoma, you said Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I know. You, were you, you were in Tulsa, weren't you? I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. So. Yeah. What, you know, because there's, I, I know there's, there's changes, right? You move from one area to another. What was the biggest difference that you saw between that market and this Las Vegas market? 
you know, because I came in here and I took on such a big office, a, a lot of um, what I saw between the companies was very similar. Mark Stark and Sam Rader had very similar visions for their people and, and treated their people very similarly as far as uh, making certain that the agents had the best resources and the support and the tools and, and the things that they needed to operate their business with and very agent-centric from those perspectives. So there wasn't a lot of differences in that. Um, but when I started looking at the culture out in the marketplace as a whole, oh, my word, it was, it, it was a different – it was a learning curve for me. I mm-hmm. came from a place where the office brokers, if one of your agents had a difficulty in a transaction, they would come to the manager, the manager would pick up the phone, and we would call the broker of the other office, and we just had this camaraderie where we always would say, guess what, we have another learning opportunity for one of our agents, and we would discuss right. the problem, and we would, you know, the manager of that office would go to their agent and, you know, kind of guide them through the process, and we would resolve the issues that way. Out here, it's just blood and guts with the agents, and it's it's really sad to see um, the incredible disrespect agents have for each other in, in many cases. And uh, it, is, it yeah. is why I am so much a proponent, and, and the agents in my office will tell you they've heard this many, many times. You do not have the right to be part of the problem. You have to be right. part of the solution. So whatever's going on, it. we have to find a way to solve the problem. It, it, right. We go around the other side, but we, we have to solve the problem. That's what we were hired to do, and that's what the consumer expects of us. Yep. Uh, and I think we're happy in our transactions because of that. But the culture out here uh, with the professionalism of some of the agents and some of the companies yeah. just drives me crazy. No, I agree 100%. And that's why I always tell them in success theories, Every other agent's job in this market is to make you look good, and a lot of them are really good at their job, unfortunately. (laughs) Sadly, Uh, that is so true. Especially in Las Vegas. Arizona, uh, you know, I would say Las Vegas, California is probably a close second, and Arizona, a little different because it's a little bit more laid back. But Arizona is, I'm telling you, I think all of our markets, actually, with this pandemic, um, all of our markets are going to become more valuable and more sought because of everything going on in all the other ones, and especially California, Washington, Oregon, Minnesota. New- I mean, there's a lot of places that people are going to be coming from. And I think the agents, I think next year, is you're going to go from everything went 2020, you know, like it's crazy, to, oh, my God, do you remember 2021? I think it's going to be one of those um, night and day situations. Even though, let's face it, transactionally, I mean, what? What was it? I think it was July. Seven of our offices oh, had the best months we ever. We had one of the best Julys that this office has ever had. And yeah, since 2013. Uh, August I think is going to end yeah. up pretty darn good for, for comparison over year over year. Uh, we're still slightly behind year over year. Um, through August, I or I haven't seen September's final counts and numbers yet. That'll be a, number, a few days before we get all of that. I think you've pretty much so. evened up. I think uh, well, I kind of we I kind of felt like we were because of just the numbers on a daily basis. Until we yeah. get the final numbers, I always hold my breath. I know GCI we were up year over year going uh, into September. We had finally transitioned and went, went back up, and we were on the positive side on gross commission income, and and really that's where it really counts because that's the money in the agents' pockets. So yeah, 
yep. when we're up in GCI, it means my agents are making more money, and that's a very exactly good right. thing. So, so, and yeah. I suspect September is going to have a very, very similar outcome. I, I expect we'll be up even further. Uh, yeah. When I see September, September was really good. Uh, August was good. September, yeah. As a company, we started off like on record pace, and then slowly got a little behind. And that, then we caught up. Now we're pretty much even, maybe even a little bit up. But we have the fourth quarter to pull away is the way I look at it. I think that's what, what's going to happen. And a lot of agents probably feel pretty close to the same. I, although I would tell you, a third of the agents I coach right now, this is their best year ever. Well, you know, part of it's because they've had to look outside the box and find new ways of doing things. Uh, and the people that went home and stayed home and allowed this pandemic to be their excuse for not doing anything, there were others that went out and used it as their um, catalyst to get out there and find a better way to do things so they could continue to make money. And i got to tell you, some of the newer agents in our business right now are really starting out their business in a very, very good place. Uh, yeah. Because they're just – they're really engaging and they're – uh, trying the things that we're, we're uh, helping them learn to do, and they're finding success with it. So Right. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, they got into it, and some of them had, have had to wait a very long time just to go set for a license exam. So um, yeah. it's, it's been an interesting year. We will be thankful to have a different year uh, <laughs> be done with this one. So, yeah. I actually, uh, I can't wait to get out and, uh, you know, do my thing, speaking to the offices and so forth. I'm hopefully, Mark, we've been talking about one little trip through each market uh, before the end of the year. So that's going to be coming. Although, because I'm on the third floor, you're on the first. I've spoke at your office meeting probably three well, times. I was so going to say, we get, I, we get to see you probably more often than other people do because do. we're, we're in do. the same location. Yeah. So, And we're very, very yep. grateful for that, the agents. Um, we are so incredibly fortunate to have an asset like like you in our company to help our agents. Well, thank you. Um, it is, it's not something that every company provides. Uh, right. Sadly, too many of our agents don't really take advantage of the resource that we have. Um, True. But those that do, um, it's very meaningful to their businesses. So, um, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I remember when you first moved here, um, that it was a little bit of a culture shock, but you jumped right in and gained their respect. And I'm going to say part of the way, way you did that, Arliss, is why is by holding them accountable to their goals. So since you are, you know, you and Carlos, you, I would mm -hmm. say the St. Rose office is the most diverse from, you know, uh, personalities to uh, average sale price goes from zero to a two million. It's just a very interesting. Um, office as far as how diverse it is. So with the agents that you work with all the time, you and Carlos, what would you say, you know, like if you could um, narrow it down to three, four of the most important things to be a successful agent in today's world, what would you say they are? Well, they're going to hear the same thing they've heard many, many times because this isn't a recipe that's rocket science. Um, my yep. first thing to every agent, whether you're new, seasoned, and, and I don't know of a very well-experienced, high-producing agent that will not say that this is very true about their business. The first and, and most important thing you have to do is show up yep. with a plan, and you, you have to have a plan of attack. Um, you need to know what your day is going to look like. I have spent my entire career knowing what tomorrow was going to look like. 
uh, or what three or four days out were going to look like. I have my schedule, my plan of attack in place. And if a new agent or if a seasoned agent comes in with just, okay, I'm just going to show up today, I'll figure out what I'm going to do when I get there, their day's not going to go well. But when they come in with, today I have to prospect my center of influence. These are the people I'm going to call. I have their phone numbers in place. Uh, this is the time I'm going to devote to making those phone calls. They will be able to get through those phone calls. But if they show up and they think, oh, well, maybe I'll make some phone calls to the people I know. And now they have to go find their phone numbers and they have to figure yeah. out, you know, what did they hear from them last? What are they going to talk about? They spend their entire time that they should be calling and interacting with the people they know, creating a plan to call them. And that's just no way to do business. Right. Um, so you Agreed. have to be what I call be on purpose with your business. Know what that's yep. going to look like today. Uh, and really put a plan in place every day. Hold yourself accountable to it. Have a business meeting with yourself every week. Uh, agents have, have, have heard me make a presentation about being the CEO of your company, and you're the employee, and you have to meet with yourself every week and decide whether I get to keep my job this week based upon what I did for my business this week. And it can be a rough conversation every once in a while. But yeah. from that, you can put a plan in place to become better. You can look at what was weak and where you need help, and you know who to ask, and you know uh, the things that you need assistance with or the resources you need to gain because you took the time uh, to spend a little time, uh, maybe with a uh, glass of wine or a bottle of beer, but you need to have that time with yourself so that your business really can um, effectively be run for the following week. Right. So that so, would be my first suggestion to an agent. Just show up uh, and have yeah. a plan. Show up mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, on time, the same, like you said, the same, you know, like, like a real business. That's right, because it is a business. Uh, yes. And, you know, re people that get into this business because they like to show houses, I love looking at houses. Um, well, they're not going to like looking at houses after a while because we're going to look at a lot of them. So that's the right. The completely wrong reason to to get a real estate license and get into this business because it should be a business that can be a lifelong career that will successfully provide for your family and your future and your dreams if you approach it correctly. Right. Um, so totally showing agree. up, but it, but it never it all starts with just showing up. Quite frankly, showing up and having a plan each day. I love that. Place. Okay, so That's what right. would be number two on yours? Uh, number two, um, participate and engage in our industry, engage in our business, engage in our activities. Uh, for the newer agents, uh, I'm going to say practice. When I say engage, I, I mean get in here and practice. Uh, don't practice on your clients. Don't get good by going out and being bad with your clients. Be bad with your peers. Practice with your dog. Practice with your spouse. You know, practice mm -hmm. in the shower while you're coming to work. You know, uh, there's any number of ways that you can find resources and people to practice with. But practice with people that care about helping you become better so that when you're sitting at the table with a client, you're not in a situation where it comes across that you don't know what you're doing. You will have right. such a higher level of confidence. and. Um, confidence really does show, and confidence is, I'm not talking about cockiness, I'm talking about knowing right. you know what you're, when somebody throws a question at you, you'll know how to answer it. So right. uh, for me, participating and practicing is so very, very important. 
Um, right. Would you even say knowing your stats and all your numbers and all? Oh that my stuff gosh, is that, that, that is that's part of that's part of the engagement part of it is yeah. being aware what the industry is. Uh, we are uh, one of the things that Carlos and I do on a weekly basis is we're very thorough about making certain that every week we provide the agents with some level of statistics that they can take out and talk about this week. It's it's just a conversation piece as they're they're uh, coming up with uh, potential clients and, and they're at the grocery store or they're standing in line uh, anywhere and, and the conversation about real estate comes up. They have something of value to bring to the table. Uh, that people know that, oh, my goodness, if they know that stat, they probably are experienced in the business. It, it gives them credibility. So stats are very, very important as well. Good. Okay, and good. The last, th- the last thing I would probably say is, and it's all about goals, um, but it, it's the most important thing about having a goal is, first and foremost, when you really set a goal, make sure it's your goal. Don't set a goal based upon what people think you should do. Don't set goals based upon um, what somebody in your family feels like should be for you. The goal you set for yourself should be the goal that you, uh, you that's your goal that you will commit to. Uh, because committing to your goals, there's a huge difference between being committed to your goal and just being interested in achieving it. People who are highly focused and committed to a goal will almost always reach it. And right. and the reason for that is because they won't accept they won't accept the failure. They don't look right. at bad results as failure. They look at it as an opportunity to figure out how can I change things? What can I learn? What can I utilize? Who do I have as a resource? How can I get better so that I have a different result the next time? When you're committed to your goal, you'll do those things. And you won't go home without putting everything you have in, into achieving that goal for the day, making it happen. People who are interested in their goal, they may make some money. They may, they may attain it. They may not. And they'll be okay with that. They'll, they'll just say, you know, well, today was a bad day. I'll try a little harder tomorrow. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for giving it a good old try. Uh, and that's not the way to approach goals. So they have to be yours, and you have to be committed to them. And I would rather see an agent have a goal of one transaction this year and be so highly focused on making sure that happened than somebody who comes to me off the street and says, I want to make 50 transactions this year and really has no plan of attack and no real drive to get there. Um, It's the difference of night and day with the outcomes in those situations. No, I agree 100%, uh, and I've noticed that with, uh, you know, um, if people are committed, okay, you know, there's committed, you know, you can have reasons or you can be committed. Committed means no matter what, I'm going to make this happen. Convenient is, well, you know, if everything goes right and, or no, you know, so people who are super successful are committed and they figure out a way to make it happen. They keep learning. They don't look for excuses not to make it happen. I can't tell you how many people have told me, well, I prospected for a week and nothing happened. Well, that means you're a week into the process. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've said this line. Uh, You've been doing it how long? Well, 30 days now. Uh, You don't qualify to be frustrated yet. You really just started. So, you know, you started a business. It takes time. You got to be committed to the process before the results will even consider happening. But fortunately, we're in a business that if you talk to enough people, 
you're going to do a decent amount of business. Agreed? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, there's never a time where you should look at yourself. If you've really done everything you know to do uh, at the end of the day, if the results aren't what you expected them to be, it's not that it's okay, but it can. It's expected. You're ne- you're not always going to have the result you wanted. Uh, right. But you take a step back. You figure out how tomorrow can be better. You don't beat yourself up because today was bad and quit because today was bad. You learn from it, and um, it's one of the the probably the biggest reasons I think agents truly. Uh, get out of this business very quickly is they're not willing to put the effort in and take um, the learning experience that they have to move through um, to allow themselves to grow so that they can be successful. And they just throw in the towel before all of their hard work pays off. And if they had just stuck with it and kept going, um, it would have worked. Well, there's a difference between an employee mindset and an employer mindset. And most people that come to this business were employees, so you work a certain amount, you get paid. But in real estate, you really are a business owner. You started your own business. It takes time for things to gel, okay? And you just have to keep working and allow the miracle to happen because it will. And unfortunately, a lot of people give up before that happens. Yes, they do. And We've had some really good talent that's walked away in our world, but we've also had some very good talent that stuck it out and made it through. And um, most of the people uh, that are top producers today were in that very boat in the beginning where they were questioning whether this was really the right move for them at that moment in time because it was pretty scary, I'm sure, for many of them in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of us got to where we are today after this many years in the in the business without having – uh, a few years of our life that were a little questionable, let's just say, right. uh, Especially from the a profitability <laughs> standpoint. Because it, yes. it's not manna from heaven in most cases. Most people do not come in this business with a huge uh, center of influence, with a, a huge book of business just ready to break through and go to work with them. Most people have to create that for themselves. And and, and I And I will say this, I think agents need to really stop and think about are, am I being taught how to go out and build a business for myself to generate leads for myself? Uh, because we have so many companies out there that are just throwing out that, I'm going to buy you leads, I'll provide you leads. And, and agents just want to take the easy road um, to go uh, to work for companies that, well, they're just going to give me leads and it's going to be an easier road. But the right. problem with that is they're not learning to generate their leads for the long haul. And most of those agents will not be able to stay in business for the, the long term. It won't be the long-term career. They'll, they'll wash out of the business over time because those lead flows will dry up at some point. And when you don't know how to create them for yourself, you won't be able to sustain your business. So learning how to create a flow of business for yourself is essential to staying in business for the long term. Um, and um, No doubt. I'll get off. I'll, I'll get off that soapbox. No, nope. that's perfect. It's actually perfect timing, Arliss. So I just want to say I really appreciate you taking the time out. Those were really awesome points, and it was good to uh, everybody to get to know you a little bit better on this call today. So thank you very much for taking your time out today. I really appreciate it. Everybody else, we'll it be doing my this again pleasure. exactly. Well, thanks, Arliss. I appreciate that. Everybody else will be doing this again in exactly one week. Mark your calendars. You guys are the best. Woo! All right, I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, Arliss.